0: Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Imperfectly Me podcast with your host, Jasmine Wilkin. I'm super excited, I say that every single episode, about today's episode. But before we get into that, let me just remind you our podcast is part of our nonprofit organization, Jazz Fusion Studios, where we are so excited about creativity and use it as a way to decrease stress, anxiety, depression, and loneliness. So you can check us out on our website, www.jazzfusionstudios.org, and learn more about us. Now, on to today's episode. I have with us today Jed Robinson. I'm really excited because last time we had him on the show, we said we would have him back. And guess what? We do. So <laughs> let me introduce Jed a little bit. Jed is a father of four. He's a former pro rugby player who played on four different sides throughout New Zealand. He's a qualified physical trainer, the founder of The Home Arena, and he's got an amazing wood fire pizza truck called Fed by Jed. Jed, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Before we get into it, how about you reintroduce yourself for maybe those listeners who didn't get to listen to episode eight?
1: Yeah, cool. So um, you've probably given me a bit of a snapshot of who I am. Um, so since since I've finished playing, I've um, had a real fascination around growth mindset, fixed mindset, mindset in general, positive psychology, um, how to use that to kind of grow as a person um, and kind of to fulfill your potential, really. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, when I reflect back on my career, I can see a lot of things I did really well and things I didn't do so well. Um And, yeah, I've just kind of taken that leap forward and and started talking more about it and delivering some stuff on growth mindset along with the Home Marina and and Fed by Jed. So I'm obviously feeding people with food and, um, in another sense, trying to feed their soul a little bit, I I, I suppose. And yeah, that's a bit of a snapshot where I'm at at the moment.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome. I love it. Positive psychology. And that's exactly what we need in today's life. Because I feel like a lot of the times we are fed so much by negative things, which can come from ourselves. Why are we like so negative as people? Like it's like almost as if it's a a default setting in a lot of people. And it's not just me because I have struggled with that, where negativity is just a default mindset sometimes.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if we spoke about the negative bias last time. Um, so we are, if there there is a thing called negative bias. So what happens is when we were cave people, um, we, Mm -hmm. we had to have a negative bias because we didn't know what was around the corner. So if we were walking Mm -hmm. around the corner, we had to imagine that there could be a tiger, a lion, whatever around the corner, ready to get us. So we had to have a negative bias around what was going in the world. Um, And that's kind of carried on now into our lives. However, we're not cave people anymore. So um, right. we do have a negative bias. They, they reckon, from what I've read and understand, um, when we're talking to people or giving feedback or anything like that, it's about a three to one ratio that we should be doing positive to negative. And in relationships, mm-hmm. it's about five to one positive to negative mm-hmm. because of the negative bias that we have. So um, you're not alone, Jazz. Everyone has that negative bias. So do I. But like we talk about, if you have a lot more awareness around that bias, then you can kind of coach yourself out of it with some positive mindset, some um, positive affirmations and other sorts of stuff to help you kind of Um, make that negative bias even a neutral bias, if that makes
0: sense. I have to say that is is an episode that we really need to get into. So I mean, I think I hear the crowd rooting for you to come on again after this episode (laughs) and talk just about the negative bias, because I I do feel that. I mean, that is something that I feel like a lot of people do struggle with. So hey, we might have to touch on that one and a whole different topic. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Well, today for our topic, we are going to be talking about growth mindset kind of like going back into growth mindset a part two if you will and talking specifically about your mind your passion talking about what that means for you what does it look like for you how do you unlock that in yourself so on and so forth so jed take it away and just open up this topic for us
1: yeah so what i've found with the word talent is i've I've heard it so much now that i've almost ended up not liking the word because um personally i don't I don't believe that um, I was a, that talented sports person. I had um, I loved it, so it was my passion. But did I did I believe my talent was at the top of the range? No. Um, did I still become a professional rugby player? Yes, I did. So if I had allowed myself to believe that talent or the word talent was the only thing or the main part of me becoming a professional rugby player. I don't think I'd be talking to you right now about it. And what I find is whenever I look around and it's it's almost like, you know, when you're looking for a car and you always see that car all the time, I think because I'm always thinking of the word talent, I just hear it so much and it worries me because what I hear is, oh, little Johnny, he's so talented um, or oh, he's so fast, he's just got such a talent, he's got such a gift. Um, and I do believe everyone has a gift, talent, passion, whatever you want to, want to want to shape that word but my worry is is there's so many people that think that it's talent is the beyond or end all of of becoming anything you want to be but i believe um yes there is an amount of talent involved with anybody but it's amount of hard work perseverance and you kind of finding your sense of why you're doing it is actually more important um and i feel like. It's almost a get out. It's it's a way of people to go, oh, that's just not my talent. And that's kind of the fixed mindset stuff we talk about. The amount of times you watch the the shows on TV, you know, like I love the old, you know, like Americans uh, got talent or whatever, and someone comes on um, and does this amazing song or whatever they do, and they go, gosh, you're so talented. but I, And it really frustrates me because what I'd rather them say is, gosh, you must have spent hours training to do that. Because we're forgetting that there's a whole lot of hard work. They didn't just rock up and just deliver this and let their talent do it. They would have spent hours honing their their craft to get ready to do that performance. And it just challenges me. I'm really challenged around the word about how to use it. How do we unlock people's potential and, and not let them just think that it's all talent? Um, I hope that kind of makes sense to, to what we're talking
0: about. That makes perfect sense. One thing that I really want to point out is that the word talent by itself can sometimes make people feel inadequate in trying something new. So the definition, if you just Google talent, it's the natural aptitude or skill to be able to do something. And sometimes somebody has a desire or a passion to do something, but they don't feel like they have a natural skill at it. But it's not like you can't practice or obtain that skill. But sometimes I feel like people say, oh, well, I'm not talented in that, or oh, I don't have that natural skill to do something, and that stops them. Just a little bit going backwards. Um, last, last time you were on the show, we talked about growth mindset, fixed mindset. The definitions that we gave for those who maybe forgot the last episode or haven't listened to it growth mindset is the power of believing you can be good at anything you want. Basically, if you have a desire, you have a passion for something, the belief that you can achieve that goal because you have a passion for it. That is a growth mindset. A fixed mindset is believing that you were born with a specific gift or talent and sticking to just that and not allowing yourself to branch out, try anything new because you don't feel like, like we're talking about, you don't have a talent in that area. You don't have a a natural skill, but you do have an interest or a passion. So that's kind of where this is coming from. And it's really interesting because I, I understand from a lot of people that one of the things that make them feel so unfulfilled in their life is the lack of having an ability to obtain their own passions. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. And and it's interesting you say that because there's actually a book and it's probably my favorite book at the moment and it's called Range. So what, what it's found is there's a lot of worry around trying something new or I'm not very good at that. I, I don't know if I can. And anxiety creeps in and that self-doubt and that negative bias we talk about. And we We actually don't have a go at something that could end up our passion or what we really love. In the book, Range, it speaks about a thing called the book of small experiments. So what he's saying is, is go and try something. Um, So if you're potentially interested to learn to knit or uh, to learn a language, we all go, oh, that's too hard. But instead, what he's saying is just go give it a go. So go um, enroll in a course, do, do four weeks of it. And if you get to the end of the four weeks and you go, actually, I'm not really interested in this, this is not what I like, well, then that's okay because then all that you've done is you've actually learned something for four weeks around developing a language or knitting and you've just developed a little bit more range. And then over time, by trying more all these little small experiments and trying different things, eventually you'll find something which he causes your match quality. So something that your passion, your ability, everything kind of aligns to you, who you are, and then you can take that up and continue it. And it might become more than a passion into something as a that you do for a job, for money, for work, or um, your kind of life devotion, whatever it is. But what we find is so many people won't try that because they only want to see the end go instead of saying, actually, I'll just have a go at that. What's the worst thing that can happen? I just develop a little bit more range. Because what, what he's found as well is when people have range – they have a lot better understanding around how the world works. And when they end up in a job situation, they've got a lot better chance of if things, issues come up, unless it's really, really specific, they've got a lot better range in making decisions on that. And they actually end up going further in, in the job world because they've developed range. Um, and I find that really fascinating. So a book of small experiments.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I do remember talking a little bit about that last time. And it's still something that I feel like we can implement in daily life, like just trying something new, and I like the fact that you actually point out trying something new without actually having that massive end goal, just trying it because you just want to try it, you know, try it out. And another thing is if you kind of think of your brain the same way you think of your body, obviously your body has different muscle groups and different parts of your body. You can work out your arms, you can work out your legs, you can work out your, your abs or what have you. And everything gets to build in the same sense, when you give your brain chances to be able to try different things, you're able to build up your, like you said, range in different areas. And I think that's massively important, especially in our daily life, because social media, um, internet, No Netflix whatever takes so much of our attention that I feel like we're missing out on being able to expand in that range and therefore I honestly think that that's probably one of the reasons we do see so much anxiety so much depression is because we're not actually giving our brain something to do some range some some workout
1: yeah it is and and we talk about you know how we're becoming an unhealthy population the world you know, obesity's rising, mental health's rising, all the stuff. And we talk about, you know, like we need to exercise 30 minutes a day or whatever it is to, you know, to kind of get healthy and get those benefits. But like you said, I believe that's almost exercising 30 minutes a day for your body, but what's the exercise for your brain? So what, what you, because as we talked about, they're not, they're not disconnected. The brain and body work together. They're, they're all mixed. So if you work your body, you feel better mentally. If you work, your brain you feel better with your body like it's just connected um and and we need to develop ways of helping people and you're right because we we can procrastinate and just kind of live in this world where we're not really doing anything And, and i believe the main word for this is awareness if you've got awareness of your triggers so your triggers around what makes you feel good physically and mentally and what makes you feel poor physically and mentally then when those triggers start happening, you have a way of of bringing yourself back to where you need to be. So for instance, for me, an internal trigger that makes me feel poor is if I start having some negative mindset. So, um, so if I'm being honest with you, like if I'm feeling like I'm starting to pull on weight and I, you know, pinch pinch my stomach and go, oh, I feel like that's getting a bit bigger, and I start thinking negatively about what I look like. And, and this is something that I, you know, I can do. And then when I go and exercise. I go and pitch my stomach and go, oh, that feels tighter now. But actually nothing's changed. But I've just, by exercising, I've made myself feel better. I have some negative bias that can go on in my head about what my body looks like and how I feel. But then I know a good trigger for me positively is by going to exercise. So when I start to feel flat, it's kind of my clip to go, actually, Jed, you need to go do some exercise. That makes you feel better. It's awareness around your triggers. So for me, um, I can a Netflix binge but I have to ask the question to myself when it's at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, is this helping or hindering my life right now? So sometimes, you know, like I might do some uh, YouTubing on and find some Ted talks and they're awesome. And I might stay up an extra half an hour watching something because I'm learning because I go, actually, this is helping me. But a lot of the times um, I'll yeah watch a program and it'll get to 10.30 at night night, and I'm like, gee, I need to go to bed. This is actually not not helping my health and I need to sleep as is sleep so crucial? uh, uh, Developing awareness around who you are and and what triggers you either way is really important.
0: I agree. I think having awareness about yourself does help you in a lot of different areas, especially if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, depression, loneliness, knowing that you are, Mm. understanding what is is causing me to feel this way, knowing the root, being able to kind of dig a little bit Mm. to get to that is actually so beneficial in being able to you know, be able to get yourself out of it or find things that, that help you to overcome that situation when it arises. So going into passions, being able to identify your passions and then get past maybe a fixed mindset that stops you from pursuing those things will, and in the end it does help you and it does add so much enrichment to your life. Mm. So in asking a question kind of around the passion thing, how do we determine our passions?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So I think there's a couple of things. Obviously, we discussed by just trying things and finding out, just having a go at things, you'll find out what you're interested in. I I feel like a lot of people going in, and I used to do this guy, and this needs to be my passion. Like, this needs to be what I want to do next. And it's loading loading it a lot before you have a go at something. So um, the other thing is, it's actually finding out a little bit about your character. And um, a thing that I've used in the past is a thing called values in action. So it's a VIA, it's called VIA test. So it's through a positive psychology um, website. So you take a, a series of questions, it's about 50 questions and it ranks your top passion, love, teamwork, um, a whole bunch of different characters and then it will give you your top five. And what and what they believe with positive psychology is, is if you use three of those top five of your passion, of your characters that are your strengths in your normal daily life, you will be most likely be happy because you found out who you are, what you're passionate about. And then those are, those are part of your life. Generally people that aren't using those characters in their normally in their normal life are struggling. That's
0: that's super interesting. That is, I know, I mean, not that I am an expert in myself because I, you know, there's always something new to learn about me specifically I do, I feel like I I do kind of understand what I'm passionate about, what interests me. And I have kind of branched out into things that don't interest me and tried it. And guess what? It didn't work, but that's okay. Because I, like we talked about, I gained a little bit of range, but it is interesting to think about if I wasn't doing anything creative, because obviously I'm a very creative person and I love the talk and I love discussion. I love learning. If I wasn't doing that, you're completely correct. I would feel completely unfulfilled. I would feel completely down on myself. And if I didn't know that that was the kind of person that I was, how would I know that that's what I needed?
1: You've you developed awareness around who you are and what you enjoy and what kind of around that creativity. So you're developing things that make you be creative.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: right. Yeah. So for me personally, um, I'm, I'm a positive, like positivity is one of mine and teamwork is one of mine. So if I start up this business, I'm always like, who can I bring on board to be part of my team? because I lived in a team environment so long, and that's what I was passionate about playing sport. Looking back, mm-hmm. I just loved being part of the team. And I think when I finished playing my career, I got, I was flat there for a while because I didn't really feel like I had that team to be part of. And I didn't really have the awareness at that stage. But now that I've come out of it and, and looked into this stuff more, I'm like, actually, I just love, love being part of a team. So mm-hmm. whenever I'm developing something or trying something, I'm like, who can I bring part of my team? Um, and, people that are positive because I love being positive around this stuff and hence positive psychology and uh, being enthusiastic and Mm -hmm. passionate I I just love that whole type of things um so hence like with the positive psychology I'm I'm looking at what can we give people to be positive at the top of the cliff Mm -hmm. instead of looking at what's the bottom of the cliff and trying to help fix them let's let's get them some strong positive actions before they get to that that environment
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So for my listeners, I don't want you guys to get lost, okay, because there's so many good things that we're talking about here. So let me just kind of walk you through bullet point you through what we've talked about so far. <laughs> just so you guys don't get lost. I want you guys remember, we talked about talent. Talent being the natural aptitude or skill to be able to do something, but talent not being what should drive you to do something. You should be able to go out and try something new just because you're interested in it. And the whole thing about talent that Jed was talking about, he said he has kind of like a love-hate relationship with the term, is that people feel like they have to have talent in a certain area before they actually try something. Or when somebody says you know, that person is doing a great job, they attribute that to their talent, instead of it being to their, their hard work and their and their um, perseverance in that area. So we did talk about that. We also talked about um, knowing yourself, knowing your triggers, um, having awareness about you know, what, what do you like to do? What makes you feel sad? What makes you feel low? What brings you up? What makes you happy? So those are really, really important things to be able to know about yourself. So really stop for a second and think, do you know you? We talked about passions and how passions are just things that you are interested in and how that should be something that actually drives you rather than, you know, This is something that I'm automatically talented in, which a lot of people do have talents, you know, not knocking them. Amazing. Go for your gold. But (laughs) for those of us whose maybe talents are in one area, but are interested in another area, don't have fear in that. Okay. We also talked a little bit about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. Kind of going back into that first episode, growth mindset is believing that you can be good at anything that you want to be, anything that you have a passion for, anything that you pursue. Um, Fixed mindset is believing that you are talented in one area, you will always go for that one area and will not branch out. Just kind of bullet pointing that for you guys. So Jed, question for you. Um, When we go into trying the different things, what is it that we can do to start to understand like this is becoming a passion when it was just an interest? Like how do we gauge that?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, and and probably for me is it's it's a, a sense of how your fulfilment when you do it and how you feel while you do it. So, um, for me, playing any type of competitive sport activity is is what I love doing now. So, obviously, I'm not doing it um to make money or anything like that now. But if you go, let's go outside and play a game of basketball, I'll get lost in that game. So, when I mean lost in that game is um, i'll be so in the zone playing that game i'll forget about everything else that's going on so i know that that's something i'm passionate about because my brain is is there in that moment when i find i'm doing something that i'm not that interested in my my brain um, goes to other places because i'm not i'm not there anymore i'm not in that moment i'm thinking about other things and that's generally when i'm not really interested in what i'm doing when you feel like you're in the zone and you're just lost in what you're doing, generally that's probably something that you really like doing.
0: This again, I mean, it it keeps coming back to that word awareness that you were bringing up before. It's about being able to really hone into what you're feeling. And you can really start that with small things even around the house. So like, for example, you're listening to some music, maybe you're listening to the radio and really honing into how does this song make me feel and learning your own self, like being able to pick up on things that you like and things you don't like, being able to kind of pick up those little nuances about your own character starting small and then branching out to the bigger things. And, and then like Jed was saying, what do you get lost in? Starting to figure those things out. If you are somebody who loves music and are constantly getting lost in not just the song, but the way the music, like the way the instruments are and that the tonality of it. And I mean, you can even go down into like the frequency of it. Like if you're, if you're that person, then that is probably a passion for you. Something that you should probably start to kind of dive into a little bit and see that it will light you up in a way that maybe you haven't been lit up before. It's, it's important um, as, as people that we are very mindful of, of ourselves. And, you know, and even being able to be mindful of others, because sometimes you can help other people realize what they're good at. If you've never sat down and talked to somebody you loved and just be like, you know what? You're really good at this, that, and the other. I see that you're always drawn to this, that, and the other. That might be a good way to help that person start to kind of div- divulge their own passions and start to be like, you know what? I didn't realize it, but you're right. I do mm. like that.
1: Um, I, I like to call myself, and I feel like you're in this zone too, Jesus. You call yourself an enabler. So I'm, I'm trying to help enable people unlock themselves um, because there's a whole lot of people that are locked up for a whole raft of reasons, which is fair, but how, how can we unlock people to really just become who they are and, and be happy and healthy? Um, And that's by trying things, developing more awareness in who they are. And and if we can give that gift to people or help them along the way, awesome.
0: I am very much so an enabler of some, you know, I love to enable people to go out and try things because I do feel like, like you said, it unlocks them and it allows them to break off some of those things that maybe they're struggling with, which is like stress, anxiety, depression, loneliness, because when your mind is at peace, when your mind is focused on something, your body cannot continue in that same stressful area, that same anxiety mindset, that same yeah. depression mindset. It's yeah. it's impossible because your brain is somewhere else. And like you were saying before, your brain and your body are connected.
1: I have one that I use around this stuff when I'm starting to feel a bit negative or um worry. So I have one that's just basically faith or fear, Jed, you choose. So I can have faith that what I'm doing is is going to be okay. Um and faith in the process and, and what's going on, or I can be fearful of it. And if I'm fearful of it, I'm not going to give it a go. And and now I use it lots when I'm in, in situations where I feel like I'm I'm starting to get worried or, um, anxious or in a in a situation that's outside my comfort zone. I just say faith or fear, Jed, um, and it's kind of my what my little positive affirmation or little trigger, just to say hey, just stick with us, um, have some faith, it will be okay.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a good that's a good quote for life too. So faith or fear, listeners, you choose. You get to choose. Well, as we bring this podcast episode to a rounded close, Jed, is there anything that you want to say to our listeners around this your mind, your passion topic?
1: Probably the only one thing I want to say is is everybody, and if I'm and if I'm saying this to one person, you have so much more to give than you realize. Um you have so much more potential than you realize. And, and let your brain allow you to give you that potential. So what I mean by that is don't let your brain give you a negative mindset to say you can't do this or you don't have the ability to do this. Believe that you have so much more to give than you can, and this is for everybody in the world. Uh, from what I've read, it's about, I think, I don't know if I said this last time, it's between 80 and 90% of people aren't following their dream or their passion in the world. So we... Out of whatever it is, seven billion people, we have about six billion people not actually following their passion or dream, and I don't, and I, and that's, and that's sad. That's sad because everyone has a dream, a passion, um, the ability to do something great, and whatever they want to do. So what I kind of challenge everyone now is just have a go, go try something. When you, if you listen to this part, podcast, write down two things that you want to do from now and go give it a go and say we're at
0: That's so good. Yes. Write them down, you guys. Get your paper and your pencils out and write down two things you want to try. And we're rooting for you. Go try it. Have no expectations. Just do it. Well, Jed, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again.
1: No, thanks for having me, Jazz. Awesome chat.
0: Yes, I absolutely love chatting with you. I feel like I learn something new every single time. And like I said at the very beginning, having a, another podcast specifically about uh, the biased mindset would be amazing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all fascinating. Like we talked about, the, uh, you can talk about the mind forever. It's so intricate and so much cool stuff going on. Um, yeah, it's it's just crazy, really.
0: Well, Jed, how can we get in touch with you? If we're, if we're looking for you on the home arena or what have you, what, what are your, your social media handles? Oh,
1: actually it's a good point. So the home arena, uh, on Facebook through the home arena is probably the easiest, um, way to get hold of me. Just obviously look up the home arena, um, or go through the website, the home arena dot Kiwi. Um, and, and yeah, you can find me that way. Um, not apart from Facebook, not huge on Instagram or anything like that at the moment, um, probably more because it's a trigger for me uh, that sends me down a negative path. So um, just sticking mainly to the Facebook stuff at the moment.
0: Well, all right, my lovely listeners. I hope you guys really learned something from that podcast episode, from this discussion that we had. I hope you took some things away that really will allow you to start to unlock some passions in your life, maybe break off some of the lies that you've been believing about yourself. Like Jed said, you have so much more to give than you realize so go for it go for it because not only do we want to see what you have to give but you deserve it you deserve a chance at unlocking those passions you deserve a chance at unlocking that desire within you and being able to live a fulfilled life a life that you define as fulfilled not anybody else just you so we will end this podcast the way that we always do repeat after me As imperfect as I am, I'm perfectly me. Till next episode, you guys. Bye, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Imperfectly Me, the podcast brought to you by Jazz Fusion Studios. Remember, we are a nonprofit organization as well as a registered charity here in Christchurch, New Zealand. We depend on donations from listeners like you to keep us on the air, running and helping those who need the positive words that we can give them. Go to the website, www.jazzfusionstudios.org, click on the Donate tab, and, you know, give a little donation. Or if you just are interested in volunteering or just getting involved with us, send us a little a little hello in our contact tab. That would be fantastic. We love hearing from you guys. So comment down below if this episode meant something to you, if you learned something new. And also don't be shy. Comment if you want to hear something specific for the next episode. We'd love to hear that as well. Music from this episode is brought to you by Purple Planet. So thank you Purple Planet for the wonderful music. Till next time.